This program contains adult content. Is there a God? A big atheist. Really? What am I, an idiot? Come on. But yes, it would be nice if you could throw your sins and your responsibilities on someone else. But it's not true. It looks like far left lunacy. I don't believe that it's true that religion is moral or ethical. You don't need to follow anybody. It's not human intelligence. If someone doesn't value logical consistency, what logical argument are you going to give them that will demonstrate that they should? Welcome to the Godless Revolution, everybody. Yay! This is episode 163. Today is Monday, July 3rd. Tomorrow is Naughty Colony Day. It is. That's and what they called it on the two skeptical chaps, right? I call it one to slit your neighbor's throat day. Yeah, luckily I have not been home. I just got home from Moab today, like a couple <laughs> hours ago. Um, I'm tired. I drank way too much last night and, and was up very late. And, and he fell down. I was totally totally trashed and i remember being in my friend's hotel room and saying you know we're all in there just chatting and i remember saying i'm gonna leave now while i still can (laughs) 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 and it was it was i cut it really close man because i made it into my hotel room downstairs and just like took my shoes off took my clothes off fell on the bed and was out like, if you would have waited another minute, you wouldn't have made it back to your room. Yeah, I don't think I would have. And, like, I I didn't even braid my beard or anything. <laughs> I braid my beard every night before oh, going okay. to bed because if I don't, it's like this all up in my <laughs> face all night long. And didn't do that. Didn't, like, yeah, I was just done. Out. <whistles> but <laughs> it was fun. I'm very yeah. sore. I fucking, we went bowling and... I, my thumb got stuck in the goddamn ball and, you know, went to throw it down the lane and it ended up, you know, jerking me forward and kind of to the side. And yeah, I don't know. It was a fat gant, fat man falling in slow motion <laughs> I, as I, as I fell into the gutter of my lane and the lane next to me and tried to catch myself, you know, by putting my hand down on the lane next. And of course it's just it, fucking slippery as shit and all oiled and yeah. So I ended up just sprawled out Superman style across two gutters and half of a lane. <laughs> See, and I don't even use the thumb hole in the bowling ball. Oh, yeah? No. no. I just, I huh. two finger it and I have my rest of my hand is like gripping around the ball. Yeah. So you can, so I can spin it really good. I, I've never learned the spin. Uh, I can't do a spin. It doesn't work for me. After learning how to spin a bowling ball, I don't bowl it straight anymore. Huh. But it was a lot of fun. We did a sunset. Hummer tour. That was pretty cool. Sounds dirty. That's yeah, what a lot of people think. <laughs> but we just climb into it. They've got they've got giant Hummers that you know, they've got yeah, three rows of seats and It's go, like a safari a safari truck. Yeah. Go off roading. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Super dry there. It wasn't too hot this time when we were there. It's usually been quite a bit warmer. It's a little bit cooler this time. It was nice. Cooler yeah. as in 100 degrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cooler as in, you know, not in three digits the whole time we were there. Yeah, it was still fucking hot. But yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh my God, kill me now, hot. <laughs> that's, what the, that's what the beer's for, so you don't realize how hot it actually is. <laughs> what What did you guys do over the weekend? Um, 
Not a whole hell of a lot. I mean, I, <laughs> uh, I did, I did errandy stuff and, uh, cleaned up my boat stuff, but that's about it. Some honeydews. Oh, and you said you found another anchor? Yeah. On the boat? Mm-hmm. Yay. <laughs> I was going to buy one anyway, but now I don't have to. Yay. And uh, Ryan did filmy stuff? Yeah. Since my weekend just started yesterday, I got a new camera and I wanted to play with the high speed on it. So I. Well, how'd your D70 go with the. Oh, the, they, 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 the uh, it, it, went, it went quite well. They, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, were greatly appreciative of me lending me some equipment for the two days. Awesome. So very cool. We don't have any guests tonight. Uh, we're just going to be doing some news stuff. We got some Ken Ham stuff, some Donald Trump stuff. I thought you said canned ham at first, but yeah, <laughs> Ken Ham. Yeah. Well, it's Carl Rove that looks like canned ham, right? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we he got actually some looks more like hell. just plain yeah. ham, doesn't he? <laughs> yes. Carl Rove, just a plain glazed ham or something. Oh, I think it's just the shape of his face looks like a canned ham. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know <laughs> that that oval. Yeah, like kind of that egg shaped kind of yeah. thing. Okay, he's an egghead. Looks he like is. a thumb. With I thought glasses. an egghead was what you call a smart person. Sure, or somebody <laughs> with a head that looks like an egg. Okay, <laughs> one of the two. One of the two. Could be both, not mutually exclusive. <laughs> this is Danielle Moscato, civil rights activist, trans woman, extraordinaire, and public speaker. You are listening to Godless Revolution, and I hope you enjoy the show. If you know the future, you can't have free will because the future is fixed. There's no period of indeterminacy between now and then where you could change your mind. I might decide I'm going to have coffee tonight after we go out. But I could change my mind in the meantime. I have the freedom to make that choice. So if God is defined as a being with free will, who is omniscient, who knows the future, then that God is a married bachelor, and that God not only does not exist, that God cannot exist. And there are dozens of incompatible properties between God that show that by definition, mathematically, logically, the God you believe in cannot exist. Hi, guys. This is Tom, your friendly neighborhood atheist. I want to tell all your listeners about the Gateway to Reason Conference being held in St. Louis, July 28th through the 30th. I also want to introduce them to the 27 scheduled speakers and entertainers, plus some of the people like me and Thomas Westbrook of Holy Kool-Aid, who will be attending. So I'm doing a series of interviews called Getting Ready for Gateway. They can just search YouTube for Getting Ready for Gateway, and I will be posting new interviews every day. The conference is only $50 for this three-day event, and it's going to be a ton of fun hanging out with people like Matt Dillahunty, Aaron Raw, and Seth Andrews, and even David Smalley, if you know about that other podcast. I hope they check them out. They can get the full details on the conference at gatewaytoreason.com. Thanks, and it's Getting Ready for Gateway on YouTube. It's going to be awesome. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. All right, well, this isn't really our normal show stuff but but it's yeah. related to what happens tomorrow and last week huh? well tomorrow for us last week to everybody that's listening. oh okay yeah so 20 <laughs> i'm like i i was i was fucking lost to be honest with you <laughs> yeah because by the time the show drops yeah yeah i think uh 20 interesting things Definitely. you may or may not already know about the fourth of july uh number one initially adopted by congress on july 2nd 1776 the revised version of the Decla Declaration of Independence was not adopted until two days later. They forgot so, to dot a few eyes. Yeah, so Independence Day could have been, been July, 2nd. July the 2nd. Hmm. 
Uh, number two, the oldest continuous Independence Day celebration in the U.S. is the 4th of July parade in Bristol, Rhode Island. It began in 1785. And they're still walking. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> now that every year they do it. Okay. Uh, number three, the Declaration of Independence was penned by Thomas Jefferson and signed by 56 men representing 13 colonies. That's not, that's not too amazing, I guess. No, it's, <laughs> I thought most Pretty people. Pretty standard. I mean, most people probably don't know the number of people who signed it. Yeah, I suppose. Were those like duly elected representatives of those colonies? And rich like, landowners. Yeah. <laughs> Senators and House of Representatives? I don't know. They didn't even have that, though. Governors. Right? No, because yeah, they, governor, didn't, they yeah. didn't have the uh, the Constitution and setting up the parties until 1886 right. when they did. Hmm. <laughs> Number four, one of the United States patriotic songs, Yankee Doodle, was mm -hmm. originally sung by British military officers prior to the revolution as a means to mock the disorganized American colonists who fought alongside them during the French and Indian Wars. Yeah, it was actually a way to call them kind of like prissy. Well, and weren't yeah, aren't Yankees like masturbators? What? I don't know what either of you are talking about. Well, the the having a yank. Oh, isn't that yeah, what it was? I don't, I, don't know. I don't know about that, but I know when they're talking <laughs> about you know. I think you're confusing that with wanky doodle. <laughs> like <laughs> another classic American song. <laughs> Probably. Oh fuck! I'm tired. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> But the, like sticking the feather in the hat and calling it macaroni, I guess that was like a fashion thing at the time. Calling it macaroni? Yeah, really? like that was an actual fashion thing. Like when they're talking about that, it was a fashion thing that would have alluded to them being more homosexual. Wait, so they really would put a feather in their cap and that that particular item was it together when those the hat and the feather were together, it was called macaroni? I guess that was, it was like a fashion thing. That I don't know. Was, I'm asking well, you. It, you weren't alive it then. Called but, no. What, like, yeah. It was that, called that, yeah. That, macaroni. Yeah. Huh. All right. Hey, it was it was <laughs> the 1700s. Never <laughs> for different. Number five. France, Greece, Poland, Russia, and several countries in the south in South America used the Declaration of Independence as a beacon in their own struggles for freedom. I said, "Fuck it, that unorganized group of 13 counties can fucking do it. Why can't we?" Yeah, perhaps. Those freaking wankers did it. Yeah. Those religious nut jobs over there. <laughs> Number six, the Star Spangled Banner was written by Francis Scott Key during the War of 1812 and not decreed the official national anthem of the United States until 1931. I didn't know it was that long. Uh, I didn't know it was that late either. Did we, I think we had a national anthem previous to that, didn't we? I can't remember um, what it was. I could be totally wrong. Just talking out of my ass. Okay. Please continue. <laughs> Uh, number seven, three U.S. presidents, John Adams, Thomas Jefferson, and James Monroe died on July 4th. Adams and mm -hmm. Jefferson died within hours of each other in 1826, while Monroe died in 1831. Huh. I think I remember hearing that one before. Uh, number eight, in July 1776, the estimated number of people living in the newly independent nation was 2.5 million. According to the U.S. and world population clock, the nation's estimated population in July 2013 uh, was 316.2 million. Wow. Fair amount of growth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number nine, the Pennsylvania Evening Post was the first newspaper to print the Declaration of Independence. Hmm. Number 10, both the Philippines and Rwanda celebrate July 4th as their day of liberation. In Southeast Asia, it is known as Republic Day and Rwandans celebrate Liberation Day. Now, do they also, do they like just copy our shit or what? Like, hey, they did it on July 4th. Let's do that on the same day. <laughs> yeah, just our, just all of our old shit. So they still wear macaroni and stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> mm. 
Um, what am I on? 11? Number 11. The country's 30th president, Calvage, Calvin Coolidge, was born on Independence Day in 1872. Calvage Coolidge. He's a pretty cool dude. Number 12. Americans consume about 155 million hot dogs on Independence Day alone. It's Holy the biggest shit. hot dog holiday well, of the year. They also have the hot dog eating contests on that day, so it probably skews the numbers a little bit when you got people eating 50 at a time. Sure. Yeah. 13. In 1870, Congress made Independence Day an official unpaid holiday. In 1938, it was changed to a paid federal holiday. Uh, number 14. Americans began observing the fourth uh, as early as 1777 when the first ever major celebration in Philadelphia included a parade and a 13-shot cannon salute <laughs> and fireworks. Cannon salute. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, my grandfather has a has a little it's a miniature cannon. Uh, it's I don't know, probably three feet long in total, like from the end of the cannon cannon part. I don't know what to the, the other end of the cannon. <laughs> to the other end of the cannon. <laughs> yeah, where, three feet long. You know, behind the wheels, this little thing that makes it so it doesn't fucking tip over backward or whatever. And for the fourth every year, he used to load it with toilet paper and shoot toilet paper, clear the fuck down the road. It was loud as hell. No. Wow. That's cool. Uh, 15. To avoid cracking it, the Liberty Bell has not been rung since 1846. To mark the quintessential day, every 4th of July, is it is symbolically tapped 13 times. Okay. With a tiny little hammer. <laughs> Number 16. John Adams and Thomas Jefferson are responsible for the bald eagle as the national bird. Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be the turkey. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Chris Hardwick's bit about that? No. It's pretty goddamn funny. <laughs> Should we play it? Sure. Okay. Benjamin Franklin had this idea that the turkey should be the national bird. And instead, we went with the eagle. Because I think the eagle is what most Americans would aspire to be, right? This bold, graceful, predatory, majestic. <laughs> However, I think the turkey more accurately represents <laughs> most Americans. Bald, face meat hanging down, paunchy, you can't tell where the fuck they're going most of the time. They get all excited, their voice gets shrill. Hey, what are you guys going to do? It's the NASCAR. Hey, everybody, let me just the truck going to the Cracker Barrel. <laughs> that is that, pretty good. That's <laughs> kind of true. <laughs> totally. That's funny. <laughs> uh, let's see where the hell was I I don't know that was that I know was you went past ah, we number 11 number 17 oh, okay eight of the 56 signers of the Declaration of Independence were born in Britain fucking traitors <laughs> what do you care you're the king of the traitors Ryan no ah! I've stayed loyal <laughs> Dude, number 18 <laughs> the American Pyrotechnics Association estimates that more than 14,000 professional firework displays light up the skies in the U.S. each 4th of July. I think half of them are in my neighborhood. Of That's, the professional yeah. ones? No. Oh. That's probably their money shot This time is of just 14,000 professional firework oh. displays. Yeah. Uh, number 19, two of, our nation's greatest, two of our nation's great national symbols were made overseas. The Liberty Bell was cast in England and the Statue yep. of Liberty in France. Yep. And number 20, the average age of the signers of the Declaration of Independence was 45. Benjamin Franklin was the oldest at 70. 
And wow. Edward Rutledge, the youngest, at 26. Huh. 26. Signing away his stuff. Yeah. His dependents. <laughs> yeah, signing away his dependents. Signing away his dependents. <laughs> now he's independence. Now we blow shit up to celebrate it. <laughs> Lots of fun doing that all the time. My neighbor's fucking... There's, yeah. Well, you guys saw all that oh, yeah, shit There's a, there's a the graveyard fucking of fucking fireworks out front. Yeah. Because, you know, why bother even fucking cleaning that shit yeah. up, right? Uh, We're just going to set more on fire tomorrow. Yeah, which is what I, I worry about mine and Matt's cars sitting out there right now. Like, how many fireworks are going to hit our cars tonight? <laughs> a lot. Yeah. You're welcome. I didn't know you worried about my car. Thanks, well, man. It's, mine's kind of blocking <laughs> yours right now. We should have switched spots. Oh, we probably should have. <laughs> yours is worth a lot more. <laughs> hey, this is Mark Nebo, the founder of the Normalized Atheism Campaign, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. The, uh, the God of the Gaps argument has always been used uh, uh, to provide a place for God. The idea is that if uh, science can't explain something, then maybe we need to reintroduce God. That's been historically the reason why people even talked about God. God was always an explanation for the things they didn't understand. Now, I don't claim that we understand everything, but we can, we can give a plausible explanation for every question of this sort. Rather than the gaps increasing, as he was was urging. I, I claim that the gaps have pretty much disappeared. From the White House to the pews, this is Rebel News. What other things have we got this evening? Oh, we wanted to talk about the Ark Encounter yeah. stuff. Dumb fucking ham. So what's going on there, Ryan? So let, let, let's go back into the past a little ways first before we talk about this article. So when they were trying to get their money from the state to be a uh, a park, uh, because they're going to bring in all these tourists and they're going to make the state so much money, which is not working out, um, they said, we're not a religious organization in order to be able to qualify for the, the, the money. I think they're only getting like half of the projected shit that they yeah, were saying. Yeah, because right? they haven't come up with the projections they said they would get. Yeah. Well, so they, they got the money. Because they said they weren't a religious organization. Now they've kind of flipped the script on that. Well, they've flipped it a couple times. I mean, first they first they were a religious organization, then they weren't while they were hiring people, but then they were. Yeah, because you had to be you had to sign their <laughs> agreement. You to, yeah, you had to sign an oath to Jesus or whatever the fuck fucking, that was. Then you had to fucking prick your dick and sign a piece of paper with it or something. Uh huh. Yeah, I made that up. The mushroom stamp? Yeah. <laughs> the mushroom stamp for our Lord. <laughs> what's the, so what's... now the Ark Encounter is trying to avoid paying a safety, pee, a safety fee saying they are a ministry. Huh. So. Wait, wait, wait. So the, 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 the tax they want to avoid is a safety fee, fee. For, their, for their potential customers? Well, actually, I mean, yeah. It's for their, it is for their potential customers and people in the area. Yeah, that's the one they're objecting to? Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. So it says, I'll just start off right there where you highlighted that because we'll just get into the briefing underneath that. So the safety fees would help the city upgrade its emergency response equipment which is important to the Williamstown uh, really want to because of the tourist destinations. 
Uh, but the folks in Answers in Genesis say they should be exempt from paying it because they're a religious ministry. Hmm. Which, hmm. wait, so... You, you should you should you, protect all of our stuff, and we're not going to pay yeah. for the. So then, so you want tax dollars, so you're not a religious ministry. But then, when you're asked to pay taxes to help the area out, now you are. So, so now they're going to give back all the tax money that they got up front to help build it, right? When they said they weren't one. No, 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 that no. Seems fair. No, I don't think sure. I don't think yeah. they have any intention of doing that. The citizens of fucking Kentucky should be going ham right now. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the article says, during brief discussions regarding the annual budget at the Williamstown City Council June uh, 20th meeting, Mayor Rick Skinner mentioned the Ark Encounter was requesting an exemption from the safety assessment fee on grounds that they were a religious organization. Uh, the fee collects a 50 cent charge on tickets in administration-based business businesses within the city of Williamstown and currently affects only three businesses, the Ark Encounter. Williamstown Family Fun Park and Main Street Garden. Uh, the city budget estimates seven hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in revenue for uh, from safety assessment fees, which begins collecting from the three businesses at the month's basis <laughs> beginning in July first. <laughs> and about seven hundred thousand of the projected revenues is from the Ark Encounter. So that's fucking so. They're saying that $700,000 of the projected $715,000 is supposed to come from the Ark Encounter. But that's based off of the Ark Encounter's projections on how many people are going to come visit the fucking park. Uh-huh. So Ken Ham already knows they're not going to be able to fucking pay that. Because he can look at his mm-hmm. attendance rate and realize, oh, fuck. So he says if he's going to do this... He's just going to raise the fees it would have cost to get in the park to cover the cost. Well, and it, why would he be so averse to paying this anyway? It's 50 cents per 50 ticket. 50 per ticket. And I don't know what the that ticket- That the customers are going to be paying anyway. Yeah. It's not like Ken yeah. Ham is fucking paying this. Yeah. And I'm, I, I, it doesn't say in here uh, anywhere what the average, what the ticket costs are to get into the Ark Encounter, but I can't imagine they're- It's not cheap. like this is going to drive up their ticket- Costs no, by a hundred percent or like, anything. It's like, oh, it's seventeen bucks to get in. Now it's seventeen fifty. Yeah, but yeah. So I think at one part, if you scroll down a, li- oh, there it is. Yeah. Well, and this says that the representatives from the Ark Encounter initially said they would request an exemption from the fee from the fee if yeah. the city intended to collect more, more than, than three hundred fifty thousand from the business. Yeah. But they're not collecting it necessarily from the business. The business is just going to pass that cost on to people. Exactly. Like, it's for the ticket. It's not. That you know, uh, all, yeah, for all of the money that you bring in, where you're charging a percentage, 15. this is on fucking ticket. admission tickets. Yeah. Which they could easily add just tomorrow. We're going to add an additional 50 cent fee on every ticket. I think that. Why would he have a problem paying that at all? I think because it's a tax. And why would he try to limit it? Like it says that they would fight it if it was more than $350,000. Yeah. Why? Because of Jesus. You're, it's It's <laughs> like. It's like a the taxes that you see on your fucking mobile phone bill or anything else like that to for improvements in line service and and nine one one fees yeah. and all that other bullshit. Well, I mean, and this makes me ask a question: If he's not wanting to pay this fee because he's uh, claiming a religious organization, is he also not paying property taxes or any other taxes on the property? Hmm. I don't know. Or any other like business taxes that would be normally collected from a normal business? Is he not paying those as can, well? Can you get out of property taxes even if you are a church? Yeah. If it's if it's, hmm. I think it depends on the area. 
And the, I mean, the that, state's laws, some states collect individual taxes, like Utah collects more in taxes from the LDS church than the feds do. On right. like on actual church grounds or just on the their for profit areas? I don't know. Because right. technically, like where, because I thought technically where a church sits, if it's an actual church, if it's a meeting house or whatever, you can't collect property tax on that. That is exempt. But their for-profit sides of it, like the mall down there or their canneries, their for-profit things, that they do collect property tax on. Yeah, I don't know. I, since, I would imagine that varies. And since the state, church owns a shitload yeah. of fucking for-profit property in this state. Yeah, that they paid for with, <laughs> with, church, with non-profit. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. But yeah. What was, what's, what's that highlighted in the red? Because this is a different article than I read earlier. Well, it says, due to the size of the Ark Encounter Project, right. a for-profit LLC structure was selected to be able to help raise the approximately $150 million yeah. necessary to build. And then the for-profit LLC structure also allows the Ark Encounter to be, to be eligible for various economic development incentives that would not have been, ava- not have been available with a non-profit structure. Yeah, so right there, that's that's, yeah. So that's yeah. what. So this is what they had on on the Ark Encounters website before all of this came out. Yeah, and they've since taken that off of there because they don't want to show that. Oh fuck, we said we were for profit. Now we right. now we're trying to claim nonprofit religious exemptions. Lying for Jesus. Yeah, it's just <sighs> a classic. Have your cake and eat yeah, it. Yeah, and he's got no problem with this, and it, it's fucking bullshit. Well, like I said, why would he have a problem paying it at all when? He's not actually yeah. paying it. It's like any other business. Oh, there, there's a fee on your, on ham. The the only thing that I can see <laughs> that he would have a problem with, and maybe it's why they wanted to even limit it, would be that because it's a direct fee for each ticket, ticket it's going to show. Then how, it will show how, how many people went to the fucking attending. park. Right. Yeah. So if he if he chooses to limit it, then he can say, oh well, we're turning over this much money. But, you know, admissions were much, much higher than that. So maybe the $350,000 is actually like, well, that's actually what we make if we charge 50 <laughs> cents a ticket per customer that comes. Yeah. So we'll just give it to you. I'll bet, with- it, I'll bet it is. It's because he wants to fudge his numbers on, a, on attendance yeah. and admission. Yeah. Which, has he been doing that already? Because I, I know there, there were, when it first opened up, everybody's saying he was inflating the numbers quite a bit on how many people showed up that opening weekend. Oh, I don't know. Because I remember, because uh, they had the protests there where, where they had the old, uh, uh, the porta potty debacle. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The company won't give the porta potties to them because they found out it was an atheist and secularist and humanist group that was doing it. Then they got in big trouble. Yeah. He must be really wondering what it takes to keep a business afloat in this country. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, when it rains, it pours, right? 40 days. For 40 <laughs> days and 40 nights. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. Well, that's yeah. all very interesting. Yeah, Ken Ham's kind of a dick. I really hope the state does come he's a, after him. He's, he's like, a hey, fucking idiot. well, you changed your status. We gave you this money. We want our money back. Yeah. You know, you said, this is what you said. You have not came through on your promise. Now you're changing your business. We gave you money on underneath these pretenses. Yeah, the state should just fucking, sue the fuck out of him. Yeah. Just give us, give us the money back. Yeah. You've lied repeatedly, but that's the other problem is that the people who would do that, the ones are, who are in charge of that are, are a bunch of religious, religious. nut jobs yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, they, they were for this whole thing from the beginning. Yeah. And now they're getting fucked. And yeah. the people of the, just the populace of Williamsburg is getting yeah. fucked or Williamstown. 
Yeah, and the whole purpose of this is to fucking get fire trucks and police vehicles and ambulances to help serve those areas better. Hello, my name is Gleb Tsipurski. I am the president of Intentional Insights at intentionalinsights.org. I'm a professor at The Ohio State University studying decision-making in politics and business, and I'm also the leader of the Pro-Truth Pledge Project at protruthpledge.org, designed to fight the tide of lies in our politics and promote the truth. And you're listening to The Godless Revolution. If someone said, we're banning religion, I'd march to not have it banned, because it's your right to believe what you want, mm. um, and it's your right to be wrong, mm. and I'll fight for that right. Here follows a public service announcement for the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast. <laughs> Greetings, Americans. Over here in London, we are well aware that not all of you are loud, xenophobic, racist, sexist, religious nuts. But many of your politicians who display these frightful traits seem to be quite popular. Particularly a certain wall-obsessed, small-handed, best word-using, daughter-perving, war-inciting, candy-floss-headed clown. To those of you who choose to follow such balderdash, we strongly recommend not to listen to the two sceptical chaps. It probably won't be your cup of tea. Otherwise, give us a listen. Each episode, we cover any news or current affairs from across the globe. Things that annoy or delight us. That's two, as in the number two. And sceptical with a K. The wrong way to spell it. Cheerio! Ten Commandments are no more... <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> I don't know, I'm torn about this. Well, I am too. Because, you know, they're gone, which is good. I mean, that was yeah. the, that was the end goal, but now there's no court case that says well, you can't have this shit there. That's There there will be because eventually, but now now they can't even take it to court because they can't oh. file a case for something that doesn't exist. It's it's coming back. Did you? They already raised the, enough money to build two fucking more of them. Well, right, but they have to wait until it's actually done and put back. Do they? To do it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because even That's, even I mean, they can start all of the paperwork and yeah, the, you know. Well, even Lucian Greaves did a whole write up on why they're waiting because yeah. they were all ready to do it for when it got put up, but then within twenty four hours it was destroyed. But they wanted to make sure, hey, it's in place, so that way it's more of a valid. Uh, argument. Yeah, I guess. It, I mean, it, it makes sense from his side of it. It just seems like such a nitpicky bullshit kind of thing where it's like if you sue over that and they're like, no, they're not. They're well, not here. Look, And it's like it's all crumbled down like, yeah, but it was fucking there. And then they're like, well, but it's not here now. So you know, they'll pull yeah, that but, shit. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. But it's just what judge would be like, get the fuck out of my court with that bullshit. It's, of course, you put it up. A religious judge and. Yeah, that's true. Arkansas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fine. Yeah. Well, Arkansas. and so for a little bit of backstory, um, Jason Rapert, or Stanley, as he as his real name. Oh, Stanley Rapert, uh, a representative in Arkansas, yeah. decided that he wanted to get a Ten Commandments yeah. monument put up there to fight back against. Those evil people, you know the people I'm talking about, like the people at the Satanic Temple. I know, fucking. Who think that there should oh. be a separation of religion and government. Mm-hmm. That Lucian, he's a horrible guy. So, so Stanley decided that he was going to raise money and get this monument put up on Arkansas state grounds. Yep. And he did. And so the Satanic Temple, along with the ACLU and Freedom From Religion mm-hmm. Foundation, 
were going to file suit. But before they could file the suit, uh, a man, I think he was on Facebook live video. Oh, yeah, that's, that's for the freedom thing. Facebook live video of him yelling freedom, freedom and ramming into it, driving his car into the monument, tipping it over and breaking it into several pieces. And everyone should remember the last Ten Commandments I had someone drive into it. Hey, same guy. It was the same guy. And this was knocked down. 24 within Not 24 even. hours of being put up because it was put up that previous day during the day and he came there that night early in the morning fucking ran it over he uh, looks happy this is it's michael tate reed of van buren arkansas is the man who ran it over which is also strange because he says that he's a jesus freak yeah a self-proclaimed jesus freak and a constitutionalist born again christian yeah and the funny thing is, in his Facebook photo, he's holding a thing of the Ten Commandments. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he just wants those Ten Commandments to be born again. Well. well. <laughs> and he's, well, and he, I, we mentioned, right, that he's the same guy who destroyed the one in Oklahoma as yeah. well. Yeah. But so, being a constitutionalist. Dude's got some problems. He does, but being a constitutionalist, he even he realizes as a Jesus freak, it's not right to put the Ten Commandments up on state property. Yes, and I think we would all agree with him there. Yeah. But you can't just take the law into your own hands no. and do shit like that. That's why we have a we have a process. We have laws. We take, have a court system. Yep. And now that now that it's destroyed, like I said, they can't really file the suit until it's back up because they can't file a suit for something that isn't there. They like I said, I'm sure they're preparing all of their paperwork and everything, but now that just delays the whole yeah. process. And I, I think I saw like one of the mega churches. I not, I don't, I don't think it was Joe Olstein, but one of the mega church groups, uh, put up twenty thousand dollars for a new one. That was the producers of God's Not Dead. Yo, that's two. that. That's what it was. Yeah, and it cost twenty five thousand dollars for the, uh, the actual, uh, Ten Commandments stone to be put in, and they already had another like thirty thousand raised online or something like that. So they've got enough money. For two already, and that was as of a few days ago, for their GoFundMe page. Well, yeah, apparently the the estimate was just over well seventeen and a half thousand dollars. Okay, is how much they estimated the monument would cost. But hmm. Jason Rapert was asking for a hundred thousand dollars as the goal for the GoFundMe to create the monument. Hmm. Emotional damages. <laughs> And of course, this $25,000 from the producers of God's Not Dead is just going to buy them a whole shit yeah. ton of advertising and, uh, you know, of course, get more Christians out motivated to see their shitty movies. Yep. Are they making a third one? I hope Probably. Not. Well, no, they, they just lost their budget for it. They just gave $20,000, $25,000 to this shit. It's a winning franchise, man. They've made a lot of money off of those terrible yeah, the films. The Ten Commandments aren't dead. <laughs> Is our next one. <laughs> to, to, put a, to put a lunatic that drives a car around smashing <laughs> up religious religious objects. Mm -hmm. Who's an atheist? Yeah. Yeah, they oh. like I said though, they made quite a bit of money off of that. Yeah. Off of those it's... terrible movies, and now they can yep. just sit back and get more people to go see it again. I wonder if they claim that they're a religious organization and don't pay taxes on their movies. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. We'd have to look into that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm disappointed in it. I'm disappointed that it was ran over just because, like I said, it delays the whole court yeah. process. 
and I was really hoping that they could take this to court and it would be struck down and put in stone, written on stone tablets somewhere that you can't fucking do this. Well, even (laughs) then, going to court with it, it's going to be a long time in the corporate, because they're going to drag it out as long as they can to try to make the Satanic Temple spend as much fucking money as possible on this. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Well, and even then, I mean, even if you get a court ruling, nothing's really set in stone, so... Ah. I'm in one of those moods today. I don't know why. <laughs> Hashtag dad joke Monday. Cardinal Pell will be going back to Australia. About fucking time. Mm-hmm. Cardinal Pell is currently at the Vatican, but was uh, charges were finally placed against him in Australia. Cardinal Pell helped shuffle around a lot of Priests who were accused of abusing children, yeah. and well, he, he there was, are also at least one reported case of him sexually molesting a And he a was also boy. the highest-ranked uh, clergy for the Catholic Church in Australia. In Australia, right. And then he went, you know, once these charges started coming out, he flew to Rome and then was too ill to return home. Bullshit. To face his accusers or anything like that. But now that the charges have been filed, he's... He'll be flying back to Australia for a hearing on July 6th, which should be interesting. Yeah. I mean, uh, at least on July 6th, which you guys have probably already heard about this if you're following it, we'll finally find out what these actually charges are coming out against him because they haven't actually released. Yeah, they haven't provided any details at all. Yeah. Just that he is being charged. Yeah. Either it's going to have to deal with the sexual assault that he committed and or the uh, covering up of sexual assaults that other priests committed which i hope it's both well of course he's denying it all oh yeah they always do yeah but hopefully something good will come out of this in that i hope he goes to prison yeah and takes a lot of other priests with him and australia isn't as kind to religious groups as the u.s is sometimes oh yeah i don't think well you mean as a government? They're as not, a government, they're, they, 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 they don't, don't they don't just fall don't, all over themselves to try to suck the dick yeah, of religious they, they people. Don't, they yeah. don't they don't cater to religion as much as other places do. Yeah, hmm. we'll have to see how it all goes. But I hope I hope he ends up spending they, a very long time in prison. Yeah, yeah throw I, the book at him. I hope it has a good outcome. But at the same time, that's that, that's one down of how many, right? And for how long has it been going on for? Yeah, and. 2000 the years. people's lives that affected are still ruined yeah way too long i'm sure i mean yeah. well and you gotta know that it's still happening oh yeah yeah i mean there was uh someone from the lds church that got busted last month with uh, i can't remember if it was just the child porn or if it was uh, the actual assaults as well i haven't heard about this uh there's a le- as a church leader here in utah that got busted oh that happens all the time yeah we, but, don't, we don't hear about it as much as we should, but it... No. Yeah. But they were, everyone on, like, KSL and we're, we're trying to... Like, he's, a, he's probably a good man. He's a decent yeah. man. He served a church calling. Clearly, that I means think, he's a good person. He's made some mistakes, uh, but he, but I know he's a, a great man in my heart. Yeah. It's all fake. It's all, it's all fake. My name is Dr. Karen Garst. I am the author of Women Beyond Belief, Discovering Life Without Religion, I also have a blog at www.faithlessfeminist.com. You can find me on Facebook at Faithless Feminist and Twitter. I'm at Karen underscore Garst. And you are listening to the Godless Revolution.
God that our neighbors believe in is essentially an invisible person. He's a creator deity who created the universe to have a relationship with one species of primate. Lucky us. <laughs> and and he's, got, he's got galaxy upon galaxy to attend to, but he's especially concerned with what we do, and, and he's especially concerned with what we do while naked. Please stand by. The Godless Revolution will continue in a moment. I wanted to remind everybody that we are having a drawing. Uh, This drawing is for those of you awesome listeners who go out to iTunes or Stitcher and give us a five-star review if you feel we are worthy and would like to be entered into a drawing. If you have already given us a five-star review, please go out and screenshot your review and send us an email with that screenshot to godlessrevolution at gmail.com and we will enter you into a drawing for fabulous prizes. This drawing will run through the end of July. That gives you extra time. Yeah, that's scheduled to be episode 167. So we'll hold the drawing while we are recording that episode, but that gives you plenty of time to go out and submit a five-star review again only if you feel that we are worthy and would like to be entered into the drawing, then take a screenshot of that, send it in to us at thegodlessrevolution at gmail.com, and at the end of the month we will hold a drawing for a fabulous prize. Yeah. And the reason why you need to email it to us is because we don't know who the hell you are on iTunes with your Right, because names. your screen name or user ID or anything doesn't really tell us much of anything, nor does it give us any contact information yes. for you. And include as the subject line that it is for the prize drawing or review prize drawing. We'll enter all of you then who have done so into a drawing for a fabulous prize. Get on it, people. Get out there. Give us a review, and we'll enter you into the drawing, and one of you will walk away with something really cool. Well, then last week you said that you'd probably grab a few things and put them together and say, hey, what do you want? Yeah. the person who wins actually gets to choose, hey, I want that cool Star Wars item, or hey, I want that atheist-related item. It'll be a fabulous item that you will get to choose from several different items. Yeah. And maybe we'll just have different drawings going forward for a bunch of stuff, because I'd like to give it away to our listeners, because you guys are awesome. So, please get out there and do that. Thanks for listening. Now back to the show. A creationist has dropped his lawsuit against the Grand Canyon. (laughs) Which, which, when I first read that, the the headline, I'm like, is he, I'm like, don't tell me he wants them to change their markers on the thing saying how old the Grand Canyon is. Yeah, so. It sounds like he's suing the the canyon itself. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Well. So he he had apparently asked to go in and do, collect, yeah, collect, collect rocks samples. and samples and shit. And, and that's something that, you know, you're not supposed to take stuff out of the Grand Canyon. You know, you're not supposed to yeah. take rocks with you or trees, which, anything there. Like, you're supposed to just leave it all there. Which because is, if you had millions of people scouring exactly. the countryside down there and taking it all home, which is why when they and do it would let, be an even grander canyon. <laughs> <laughs> which is why when they do let people in to go in and take samples that are very precious to the Grand Canyon, they're very accredited scientists that work for accredited agencies. They're experts in the field. That, yeah. They're experts and that are going to do actual tests and they're going to be put out for uh, peer review and everything else. So they know that 
these samples, which they can't recreate, are going to a good use. Yeah, but uh, this comes to us from the Friendly Atheist. It says that last month, creation creationist geologist Dr. Andrew Snelling filed a lawsuit against Grand Canyon National Park. That's an oxymoron right there. Yeah. <laughs> After he was denied a permit to remove rock samples from the Grand Canyon due to his religious beliefs. That that last part was all in quotes, the denied a permit to remove rock samples from the Grand Canyon. That's what the suit's about, right? Yeah. That's what he says happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because they all have a fucking martyr complex. Yeah, the story continues and says that claim was wildly misleading, though. They didn't reject his permit application because he was a creationist. They rejected it because his application made no sense at all. He got <laughs> because, his... That's because he's a creationist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He got his creationist buddies to offer peer review of his proposal. <laughs> yep. A big no-no. And what he wanted to study wasn't relevant, useful, or sensible, according to actual experts. I really want to know what he was planning on studying. <laughs> Noah's Flood, I guarantee it. I, I, oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely has something to do with that. Uh, as University of New Mexico professor Dr. Carl Carlstrom. <laughs> that poor fucker. Carl <laughs> Carl Why do people do that? Hey. <laughs> I see so many of those at work, man. And it's like William Williams or, two, you know, what? what two Carls fuck? is a storm. <laughs> what? Is Carl Carl storm. Is two Carls is a storm. It's Carl Strum. Carl Strum. Oh, gotcha. Oh, I when I looked at it really quick, <laughs> my glasses are dirty. <laughs> so they make you dyslexic? Yep. Uh, oh. <laughs> but as Dr. Carl Carlstrom explained to the permit granters at the park, I do not see this proposal as a scientifically valid research proposal. It is not well formulated based on current knowledge of Grand Canyon geology, the nature of microstructures, of soft sediment structures in general, nor of the microstructures and mode of formation of monoclines. The proposed work does not seem to me to be of the scientific standard required for a park research permit, and in any case, would not need to be done in Grand Canyon. Uh. But the Grand Canyon's where the giant fissure opened up, which caused the world to flood, so it's the only place he can look. That's what his peer-reviewed uh, buddy said. <laughs> <laughs> well, the folks at the Grand Canyon had a decision to make. Did they want to waste a lot of time and energy fighting this battle in court, even if they felt they would win? Or did they just want to throw their hands up, relent, and move on? Ultimately, they decided to give the crying toddler a cookie just so he would be quiet. His permit was approved. <laughs> Alliance Defending Freedom, of course, calls this a victory for Snelling and science and Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I, I, really, I really hope they gave him like a two-hour permit, and it takes one hour to get down there and one hour to get back. They should have just... See, th but this shit pisses me off. They should have rejected it on principle. And said, no, this is, you're this a is fucking idiot. Who are you pretending to be right now? Yeah. You know, <laughs> none of us are taking you seriously and we're not just going to give you your toy and let you, you know, nobody else gets that except it's this catering to religion. Like we were just talking about that happens at every level in this fucking country. That's what, I would love to see a flat earther sue NASA because they won't let him go to the moon. Right. <laughs> I mean, no, he should have fucking. Ray, he should have rained down a Carl storm on this guy. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Get dyslexic. <laughs> uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom uh, issued a statement that says, when the government refuses to allow a Christian geologist simply to collect information because it dislikes his views, it undercuts science and violates the law, said ADF Senior Counsel Gary McCaleb, co-counsel for Snelling. We recommend... We commend Park Service officials, Interior Secretary Zinke, and the Trump administration. 
the for Trump? understanding that specifically targeting Dr. Snelling's faith as the reason to stop his research was both inappropriate and unconstitutional. As the Park Service finally admitted, Dr. Snelling's proposal is well stated with methods that are similar or equal to standard scientific practice to test the hypothesis provided. If they rejected it because, simply because of his religious bu- uh, views, then yes, it would have been unconstitutional. But they rejected it because he's a fucking idiot. Because it's bullshit. And yeah. he's not a real scientist. Yeah. And also, did you say in there that a guy who's life's work is dealing with rocks and minerals is named mr or dr zinke yeah, yeah that's interior secretary oh, zinke. oh he's a never mind he's he doesn't a, study he's a clerk. Clerk. <laughs> no hmm. but so now yeah God, i i no. hate that they give them their way just to keep them quiet yeah pisses me off there, there is an update on the bottom which i don't think i'd seen that the Grand Canyon National Park this week issued an administrative launch permit to Dr. Andrew Snelling for the purpose of collecting geological samples under an existing permit to do research in the park. The launch permit is for August 6th through the 13th river trip was granted to uh, facilitate resolutions of a legal dispute between Dr. Snelling and the National Park Service. Hmm. Yeah. Well, and then they just say the issuance of the administrative launch permit neither implies or an admission of fault by the NPS. Or does it set a precedent for future issuance of administrative launch permit? Mm-hmm. So if, if he's if he's going on an existing permit, I wonder if he's they're making him go with actual scientists <laughs> who will just mock him, <laughs> mock the whole him, be way like, through. "What are you doing?" Now, I mean, that's what I would do if I was a national park service and didn't really trust this guy. There, I would send him out with a crew of actual accredited scientists so they can actually monitor. Like, hey, you're fucking doing that wrong. Hey. That's not how you collect a sample. Where did he get his doctorate from? Ken Ham University. Yeah. Cracker Jack U. <laughs> Kent Hovind or whatever. Yeah. I, I got yeah. a degree. Hi, this is Justin Schieber, formerly of the Reasonable Doubts podcast and currently of Real A Theology, and you are listening to The Godless Revolution. How do you decide what to cherry pick? You decide what to cherry pick on the basis of what you have decided is a good thing on other criteria. So we reject the horrific story of Lot and the angels and all the other horrific stories in the Old Testament and the mega horrific story, as I've just said, of the the New Testament. You pick on nice stories like the Sermon on the Mount. But the criterion by which you do your cherry picking is, of course, something that we all share, which is we are decent human beings. The next rant will start right after this. Hey everybody, this is X. And I'm Kyle. And I'm Felicia. We're the Utah Outcasts. Three out, unashamed, and active atheists living in Utah. And we are personally inviting you to let us love your ears each and every week. As we take the news, current events, and pop culture and give it a little twist. A love twist, with consent. And we'll be joined each week by a special guest to tell us what makes them an outcast like us. Come find us. The Utah Outcasts. On PodHell.com, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And on UtahOutcast.com. We finally bought that domain off the kids handing out mixtapes in the mall. Come be an outcast with us. Take care of yourselves out there. Bonne nuit. And you're welcome. Rejoining the Godless Revolution podcast now. You have the yeah. I have this piece that was written by Travis Weaver uh, for the Federalist website. Which... That sounds like uh, super jingoistic. Yeah, it's very hard, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
but it's a Fourth of July piece. So, oh, uh, good. So we can all enjoy it and have something something in common finally, right? <laughs> uh, he says, on America's birthday, it is appropriate to be thankful and reflect on how we can guard against the suppression of religious freedom before it is too late. <sighs> okay. More than 200 years ago, the young United States was learning to walk in its freshly won freedom and the Constitution born of it. Our experiment in self-governance based on the idea that our Creator endowed all of us with certain uh, inalienable rights as reflected in our Declaration of Independence was unique in the history of the world. Yeah, the Declaration of Independence don't mean shit in that case. Well, the only thing I would say to this, uh, the first thing that I thought of was if he, if he wants to claim that the United States is a unique experiment, then he can't also say it's because they endorse a certain religion. That has always yeah. been dumb. We, we, the thing that's unique about the United States is that we don't do that. Yeah. We were escaping a place that did do that. Yeah. So so it's interesting that he puts both of those in the very same paragraph because it's like, what, if you, you've already fucked up. But no surprise, right? Hard right. Uh. Among these rights, he says, which we recognize are not given by government, but granted by God, oh. is our right to religious freedom. It's important is signified by the fact that it precedes all other rights listed in the amendments to our Constitution. Well, I mean, it's grouped with a- Say that again. Among these rights, which we recognize are not given by government, but granted by God, is our right to religious freedom. It's important is its importance is signified by the fact that it precedes all the other rights listed in the amendments Not to our exactly. constitution. So he's saying that he's saying that the amendments show up in order of importance. That's basically his argument. That that freedom of religion is that's is is in the first amendment, therefore it's the most important. That's a stupid argument. Yeah, it is. It's, it's nonsense. Well, okay, cool. Then give me your guns. Well, because <laughs> that came second, so you should probably also stop attacking the press then too, right? Well, yep. Uh, he goes on. In our early years, imperfect to be sure, as a nation, we nevertheless persisted and advanced to embrace the ideal of religious freedom articulated in the First Amendment to our Constitution. Idea, or I, he says ideal, but I think he meant idea. I don't know. Uh, that we are still governed by the same constitution after more than 200 years is itself a miracle. A miracle. Mm. And speak, what a weak ass God. Yeah. The can't, well, it's, it's a miracle that this constitution that changes and evolves over time. <laughs> and has is amendments. Still in place. Yeah, that has amendments to it. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it was a miracle that this was all put in place, but apparently it wasn't miracle enough to be just fucking correct the well, first I mean, time. Right. It's just like the Bible. It's yeah, it is. And, and God's commandments there, they never change. It's exactly yeah. like the Bible. <laughs> uh, and it speaks to the vigilant uh, vigilance Americans have exercised and must continue to exercise to guard our freedom. Yes, the hostility to religious freedom is growing. Uh, but generations later, hostility to religion in the public square of the United States has grown significantly. The changes may seem incremental until one compares the social situation at the time of our founding with our present state. Religion was embraced then and is censored now. So I don't know how he thinks he knows this. He doesn't provide any examples no. or any sources. He's just saying it. He just he has a picture in his mind of what he thinks early America was, puts that on the paper and then compares it to what he thinks America is now and says, oh, it's really fucking bad. 
you know, we're losing or whatever. He's yeah, he's pro- he's projecting what yeah. he wanted it to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so religion was embraced then. It's censored now, which it isn't. No. It was esteemed at the time. These days, it's often disparaged. Both of those are not true. And actually, I thought when there was a, a, a study that came out where it was you know, per capita at the time, when the nation was first started, people weren't overtly religious. Right. And I should say this, just to make sure. I realize the irony of me saying that, of, of having me say that religion isn't disparaged these days. Yes, I do do it, but I'm a, I'm a small <laughs> percentage of the population. Most people right. don't. So the, to, to try to throw a blanket statement that it's often disparaged these days, bullshit. But there's nothing illegal about that, and it doesn't infringe on their fucking Absolutely. religious freedom. Yeah. yeah, because we have in the amendment a freedom of speech. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's nothing. There's nothing that. I mean, there's not. There's no amendment which is that the first thou one. Shalt so not mock. That's the first one. So it's the most important. Yeah. And if your religion can't handle any bit of mockery or disparagement, there's something wrong with it. Yeah. Like if you if you had the perfect religion, you should welcome all challengers to it, right? Yeah. And have fact, at it. Try to tear it apart. You can't because it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. In fact, it's often the case that the more vehement people are about you mocking it, uh, uh, about you not mocking it, the least the less perfect it is. Oh yeah. <laughs> like the worse it is. <laughs> I see that with LDS people all the time like you just, why are you picking on the church? Yeah. You people can leave the church, but you can't leave the church alone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, you guys can't leave anybody else the fuck alone, so why yeah. should we leave you alone? Yeah, I'll leave the church alone when it leaves other people alone. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from militant atheist hostility to the presence of religious symbols in public and ex- in public and expressions of religious belief by government actors to government hostility to religious beliefs regarding sexuality, the overall climate climate for the religious believer is one of apprehension at best i got no problem if you're fucking christian and you want to bash gays that's all up to you i'm not going to be your friend but allow them to still do their thing yeah but they want to make laws yeah that, saying and that's that, that's where yeah. that's where they go my religious freedom is being hindered because gays can get married now yeah you fucking twit <laughs> yeah but yeah man bring back twit that's a good word yeah i haven't heard that in years <laughs> Um. Indeed, some have lost their jobs or been financially penalized due to their beliefs right here in the uh-huh. United States. And again, provides zero examples of this, unless he's talking well, about Kim Davis, which. Well, Kim Davis or, or the, the, the flower shop or the baker that mm-hmm. were sued because they were fucking not providing services once they found that people were gay. Yeah. So and well, that's, they're, that's talking the about, they're talking about every kind of position like yeah. that. Pharmacists that don't yeah. want to give out dispense yeah. birth control pills or right. And so in that case, then they're only look they're only taking evidence from one side of it. Because what about the people who are being discriminated against, against. because of something that they're supposed to be free to be in this country? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like the whole fucking Citizens United thing basically allowed these places to say, Well, I'm religious, so so is my fucking shop. Right. It's like, no, it's not. You don't get to claim it's not a your shop isn't a person. Your shop doesn't get to claim a religion. Corporations are people, my friend. No, they're not. No, 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 they're fucking not. They need to pay their fucking taxes and get their, they don't get to claim a fucking religion. Many would likely suspect that religious freedom troubles have grown worse during the past three years. They would be correct. <gasps> Just Won't somebody think of the poor churches. <laughs> Just this past week, we released the updated 2017 report, which shows conservatively estimated 
a 76% increase in overall religious freedom violations documented over the past three years. No examples given yeah. yet again. There's so many of them, though. Where would he start? And these are the same people that say, oh, fucking people get special privileges. Mm-hmm. The last two sections dealing with human sexuality have seen a 114% surge. What? These types of incidents were already on the rise, and the Supreme Court's decision in Obergefell versus Hodges only accelerated the trend. And I guarantee they think that infringes on their religious freedom. The Obergefell. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, if one reads through the last two sections, many cases will be familiar from the news and cultural discussion. Among the among those featured is the story of Jack Phillips, the Colorado baker, yep. who was sued after he, quote, this is a quote from this guy. I had to put it in quotes because it's so fucking skewed. <laughs> Obeyed his conscience and politely declined to create a wedding cake for the same-sex wedding ceremony. Now it w- now I can't because there was if he's not if he's not putting his own little twist into that I don't know man it's because because there was the there are two cake cases and one of them was where the the one of the couple had went in ordered the cake had it ordered put the order in and put their down their down pot their deposit on it. Their down payment. Their down pot. Yeah. It's one of those <laughs> nights for all of us. No, I'm reading and, it just uh, fine so far. <laughs> and it wasn't until they found out the person was gay that then they said, oh, nope, I'm canceling that order like a week before the wedding when it was essentially too late for them to find a new baker. Hmm. Which is why they sued. Like, you had no problem making the cake until you yeah. found out we were fucking gay. Which is textbook discrimination. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yep. When communism began to spread oh, fuck. <laughs> during, during the beginning of the 20th century, many ignored or brushed off concerns as relatively mild, especially in light of their of other concerns at the time. Only when it was too late for the grip of authoritarian regimes uh, was strong did many realize the horror and carnage that the ideology had wrought worldwide. This is clear in hindsight, but not so apparent at the time. And yeah, okay, fine. But we think the same thing about your bullshit that yeah. you're trying to force on this world. We've seen the carnage that that it's had that when it's had its grip on on nations. You know, the Inquisition was directly a result of the Catholic Church having far too much power in Western Europe. Yeah. Well, and it's an unnecessary it's an unnecessary intrusion. It just you're heaping more shit onto what you say you don't already like anyway. Yeah. Right. Most of these people are for small government and they don't want any yeah. government interference, but then they want to increase all of their religious privilege and add all of these special, special right. exemptions for religion that you should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. If you believe in some invisible sky wizard yeah. who yeah. tells you what you should do and think. Right. And how, how long, like, you know, I've said this before, when is it, when is it going to be enough? And it never will. And, for that, for religious people, it'll never, ever be enough. And here's one reason why, because even if they were granted the right to do whatever they want, as long as they believe their magical sky daddy, well, then all of a sudden that's not so special anymore. And they fucking have to be special. So what's the next thing they're going to do? They're going to start saying, well, we have to figure out who really believes this and who's just saying it because they want to have these privileges. Guess what? You're right back in that same situation of trying to figure out who's pretending and, oh, this is a secret Jew over there. Let's go get him. And the whole inquisition starts get and which denomination do they want to be the one to rule them all yeah right you know yeah. you've got thirty thousand different christian sects more and, than thirty thousand yeah it'll and most never can't agree stop. with each other yeah it'll never stop uh any his final statement uh our country has been blessed with a long history of freedom on its birthday it's a <laughs> after he just gives a list of examples <laughs> of how unfree it is to be not christian <laughs> 
Uh, on its birthday, it's appropriate to be thankful and reflect on how we can guard against the suppression of religious freedom. We do see now before it is too late. Awkwardly phrased. If we Americans can acknowledge the troubling trends now and work to reverse them while we still have the freedom to do so, we will have a future. Uh, America, we'll have a future America that embraces liberty and remains free for all. Well, not all, of course, right? Not, not, not no, any no. of the groups of people he just, just listed. Right. Just the Christians. As, as, as trying to get their freedom and can't because Christians fight them. So not them, not, they can't have that future, but, but for the Christians, they'll, they'll be able to have that, that awesome America they want. Anyway. Yeah, when I, whenever I see people on God, different- God, they're such fucking assholes. Yeah, see people writing in and saying, my religious freedom, my religious freedom. I always ask them. I said, well, I haven't seen the news on it yet, but please tell me all the times that people's homes have been raided and their Bibles and crosses have been stolen from their homes and taken outside and burned and how many people were arrested for going to church and how many churches have been shut down. Because, yeah, if, you're, if that's happening, yeah, your religious freedom's being infringed, but I haven't heard of one story of that happening yet. Yeah, saying that you have to run your business just like everybody else isn't isn't impinging yeah, on your religious freedom. It's following the fucking law. Yeah, you're free to not have that business if you can't yeah. handle your business just like everybody else. Yeah, on an evil on an evil, evil. playing field <laughs> on an even playing field has to do with their business. And I get if if someone comes in and you think if they want to make a cake that's just a giant fucking cock, you're like, whoa, I don't agree with that cock cake. That's one thing. Cockcake. Like, no, I don't, I don't feel, I don't, that's, that's not what we do here. We don't make cockcakes. We make boob cakes. We make pussy cakes, but we don't make cockcakes. <laughs> We'd be like, okay, sorry. I'll go find a baker who makes cockcakes. <laughs> but. Boo cockcakes for Halloween. <laughs> boo cocky cakes. <laughs> but if they're just making wedding cakes and you come in and order the same exact wedding cake someone else ordered and they go, well, we can't make that for you because you're gay. Yeah. That's fucking wrong. Mm-hmm. That's bad business. That's that's discrimination to the fucking T. Yeah. Oh, and talking about religious. Did you hear Donald? denying somebody something for an immutable trait? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you you replace that. You replace any of these things with well, we're not going to do it because they're black. Black. Or how is it any different? They're a Jew. Yeah. And we haven't said this for a while, but this is exactly the reason why they cling to gay as a choice because they yeah. have to. Yeah. They've yeah. now painted themselves into a corner. And they recognize that if they admit that you're born gay, then they don't get to treat you like shit anymore legally. And they're trying to hold on to that last bit because they still want to discriminate. Yeah. They've lost all the other things, you know, so now you, you can't be on top unless you have someone to oppress. Well, you know, talking about the war on religion, uh, did you hear the war on Christmas has officially started? Are you fucking kidding, kidding earlier and earlier every oh, year? Oh, but guess who started it? Oh, yeah, we did, right? Donald Trump. Oh, he started a war on Christmas. Oh yes, to, uh, today it was either today or yesterday, during his Fourth of July speech. Wait, so did he start a, Christ a Christmas offensive, or is he uh, oh, attacking? He's, oh, it? he's on the offensive. Yeah, okay. He's, oh. he's, so he's well, well then it's, he's not the war well, on yeah. Christmas. It's but the no war matter for Christmas, if yeah, you're yeah, on yeah. The, the the offensive or defensive, the first shot's been fired. Oh. Um, he's during his Fourth of July speech. Instead of talking about the Fourth of July. He was proclaiming that we will say Merry Christmas. Are we going to say Christmas again? We're gonna, everyone's going to have Believe to say me. Merry Christmas. Believe me, everyone will be saying Merry Christmas again. Pretty much. It's like, it's the fucking 4th of July. Christmas is fucking six months away. What the fuck are you talking about, dipshit? I caught part of his speech <laughs> yeah. while we were in Moab. Yeah. I 
was becoming very angry. I couldn't watch it anymore. Luckily for me, I had lots of alcohol. <laughs> but yeah, I, I couldn't watch it. it. I fucking, he's, he's just so fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. On a world stage. To have him viewed as our, as our, as the leader of the United States of America, because he sounds so fucking stupid I whenever he speaks. Everybody will be saying Mara luck, Merry Christmas. What is it? Merry, uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Oh, I fucked the Merry yeah, like, once. <laughs> well, and, and now, now that he's president, every speech he delivers in a, in a crowd like that, he delivers like he's a fucking rock star. Yeah. Right? Like, mm. and in the crowd tonight, I see that we have this person over here. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you beautiful people well, over here. Look at this. Oh, so great to see you here tonight. This is amazing. Yep. Did, did you, I, I saw one of the things where he's defending his tweets and they're saying, well, it's not very, not very presidential, but it's, it's, it's how we do it now. It, things have changed. Hmm. This is, this is a new way to communicate with the people. Pretty much. I can say what I want. I'm the president. It's more modern com- forms of communication. I, I, I want someone to hack his Twitter so bad. But then it, we wouldn't notice. <laughs> how, would you, how would you know? It's a lot more eloquent. Yeah. <laughs> Everything is spelled correctly. It's topical. Ah, <laughs> it's not Christmas in July. Doesn't end with sad. <laughs> Ends with happy. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't end with an exclamation ah. point. One word and an exclamation point. Yeah. Gross. Does, doesn't contain covfefe. <laughs> <laughs> they should put warning labels on things may contain covfefe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was, is that good or bad? <laughs> Hello, I'm Lloyd Evans. I'm a former Jehovah's Witness. I'm the author of The Reluctant Apostate and senior editor of JWSurvey.org. And you are listening to The Godless Revolution. A good way to tease people who think that... Uh... That the soul enters the body at conception is just confront them with monozygotic twins. Um, which twin has the soul? <laughs> and which which twin is 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 the, is the zombie? In college, I was a philosophy major, or was I? Who can say? Hard to tell. What's philosophy? It's a thing. Or is it? You guys get it. Or do you? Doesn't matter. Or does it? And we're closer to death. All right. Should we cover some fallacies? I like uh, phallic fallacies. <laughs> you like more, phallic fallacies? More than, more than one oh. phallic? No, I, I, was, I just mispronounced phallus, phallic, fallacy real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been eating cock cake again? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you are Caucasian. I, I, did, I did see a, a thing where some Asian dude had a, uh, a roadside like donut making machine that made cock donuts. Uh-huh. And it was all people eating them. <laughs> and he, he put the icing in, in only one location. Middle? No, the, the tip. Uh, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Just the tip? Just the tip. <laughs> All right, so the next, we haven't done these for a while. I don't know no. if people even remember back to the last fallacies segment we did. But the fallacies. Yeah. Uh, the next one is argument from authority, which is, in a sense, the flip side of ad hominem, which did we cover? I think so. Yeah, we've got yeah, we've we've done done ad yeah. hominem. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, so in this case, argument from authority, uh, the argument is advanced because of uh, 
of those advancing it. So it's because hmm. of the person who's saying it. I wonder if there's someone that's doing that kind of stuff right now. <laughs> uh, but arguments from authority carry little weight. The history of humankind is consistent in one fact, the frequency of human error. Uh, sometimes fallacious arguments from authority are obvious because they are arguments from false authorities. Supermodels who push cosmetics or pro athletes pushing home loans or even sports equipment are likely false authorities. First, we don't know <laughs> the supermodel or athletes uses the product at all. Odds are not. And second, we can assume that the supermodel is beautiful without the product and the pro athlete was successful without the equipment. Mm -hmm. And that millionaire athletes probably don't need that kind of home loan you would. <laughs> uh, the creationist versus evolution debate is especially flush with false authorities like Kent Hovind and others who freely lecture publicly on false diplomas and credentials. This is also true with most conspiracy theory debates, such as those surrounding the Kennedy assassination, Bigfoot, the Apollo moon landing hoax, etc. cetera. Uh, to a degree, we also do well to differentiate, differentiate between the different definitions of authority. Authority can mean either power or knowledge. In the case of knowledge, we often find we must trust people to help us make sense of the vast and comple complex array of knowledge surrounding an issue. Yeah, which I think that part uh, can get a little more difficult. Well, so would that be like, you know, Christopher Hitchens would defer to Sam Harris or Richard Dawkins when it came to their areas. Yeah. But then but again, that wouldn't be our, you have to, you have to, you have to have some trust to go, well, I, this person has spent, a, you know, decades researching and right. being involved in these programs to know he is an actual authority and has spent time actually right. studying this stuff to be able to trust him on that authority. Right. Rather than just, oh, that guy's a Christian too. So yeah. he knows all the stuff about this. Or he has whatever bullshit degree and and would know because of that. Yeah, that's like when you're talking about the degrees earlier is, you know, the, the degree that Kent Hovind has from Kent Hovind University better than a degree from Harvard. Right. Dr. Emeritus and super special stuff. Yeah, yeah. or or <laughs> Dr. Snelling of Grand Canyon fame. From, from Ken Ham College. Yeah, yeah. degree in truthology <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Uh, okay. Uh, we do well, for example, in courtroom trials to consult psychologists and forensic authorities uh, or to consult with trained meteorologists, geologists, physicists, chemists, etc. when debating global warming. Uh, but we should view these people as resources for understanding the logic and evidence rather than, rather than as those given the final say concerning the issue. Agreed. Because like a lot of that stuff, like when you le read a, a vast thing of like the global warming, usually you're reading a paper that's a consensus of all the other scientists, not just one person's take on it. Series of different scientists, uh, research and peer-reviewed so, studies all put together into one. So would citing Al Gore on global warming be an argument from authority since he's not trained? He's a politician. I, I, would, I would say so. Yeah. If, you, if you're citing him as your source and your reason for believing in global warming. Yeah, I'd say you're that that's a fallacy because he's not trained qualified, in that field. Yeah. Like he's not qualified to actually uh speak on it. Well, maybe this has been a little bit harder to follow since I'm actually looking at it and you guys yeah. aren't. Uh here's a couple examples. So here's the first one. The the administration must know where the WMDs are or they wouldn't have sent American troops into looking to look for them. Um mm -hmm. note this is also a non sequitur. 
Yeah, I was going to say that that doesn't really follow that that's why they were sent there. If they knew where they were, they wouldn't be looking for them. They would just go and get them. Yeah. Right? Now, I would say with that, they probably knew from past experience with Saddam's regime knowing, hey, they did make a vast stockpile of weapons that are underneath the Geneva Convention considered illegal as far as the chemical and biological weapons. We know he's had them in the past. We just don't know where they are now, so let's go in there and get them out of his hands and get them away from people that can mm-hmm. potentially take them and use them in bad ways. So where's the argument from authority fallacy in this? Let's see. I, the, the administration must know where the WMDs are. I think it's are. where you're saying must know because I don't think... Or they wouldn't have sent American troops in to look for them. I think it's saying the authorities have knowledge of where these WMDs are and they're okay. actually going so, right to them. So the administration would be the authority they're appealing to? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Here's example number two. Saddam must have WMDs. The president wouldn't lie to us. The president being the authority on that. Well, yeah, that's just saying that because he's the, the president, president, he has some special right. authority over whatever he over, says. Over in, WMDs and, and other, yeah. yeah. And okay. to trust everything that comes out of his mouth. And this one is also an either or fallacy, uh, as not all incorrect assertions are lies. Mm-hmm. Um, third uh, example of this, it happens not to be the area where weapons of mass destruction were dispersed. We know where they are. They're in the area around Tikrit and Baghdad and east, west, south, and north somewhat. So, so, so everywhere? That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. Rumsfeld said on May 30th, 2003. Okay. So be, I was going to say, that sounds really familiar. Yeah. So being, the, being that Baghdad is pretty central in Tikrit, I, I think it's south. It's north. What, was it north? I think Tikrit is north and west of Baghdad. Yeah, because it's, well, Baghdad, Baghdad's kind of uh, central east side of the uh, country. But yeah. But if you go north, south, west, or east of either of those two places, you've just covered the whole fucking country. (laughs) So he's not lying. He's just being very vague. But how is this an argument from authority? This is just a, he's just. Uh, Well, I think, I think the argument from authority on it is saying, saying we know they are there. We didn't know what was there, Mm. or even if they were still there. We just knew that in the past, Saddam Hussein had had these weapons. Does he still have them? I think that was the the big thing behind, behind people saying, you know, uh, WMDs was a conspiracy just to go into Iraq because we never right. found any. But it's like, well, you got to define what a WMD is. Right. And yeah, we didn't know how much they had or where they would be. We just knew that, hey, they've had them in the past and they probably still have them right the fuck now. Right. But saying 100% sure they do have them, that is probably a fallacy, I would guess. Uh, should we move on to argument from ignorance or non-testable hypothesis? Still argument called. from ignorance, yeah. Yeah, it's, that's the, those are two different names for the same one. Okay. Uh, I've never heard it called that, the non-testable hypothesis. I haven't either. Uh, this is a fallacy, two that's right there. This is a fallacy that that which has not been proven false uh, must or is likely to be true. What the fuck is the, this? That thing? which that has not been proven false must be true. Must or is likely to be true. Oh, yeah. okay. All right. Right. Uh, however, the fallacy usually applies to concepts that haven't yet been adequately tested or are beyond the realm of proof. So lots of religion-y stuff in here. Like the teacup. Right. Uh, our legal system protects us from this fallacy under the presumption of innocence guideline, innocent until proven guilty, mm-hmm. uh, even if it's not uh, you know carried out that way. 
Uh, religious beliefs are founded on this fal. Religious beliefs are founded on this fallacy, but remember that a religious belief is, by definition, based on faith rather than the empirical evidence. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. yeah, which is something that's already untestable. So yeah, right. So religious belief is, by definition, nonsense. Then yeah, right. So uh, this one does not give examples, but they're not that hard to come up with, right? No, I mean that's well. That's why other atheists use like the 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 teacup behind the moon, or yeah, whatever in the solar system. Yeah, around some planet, someplace, or the the purple dragon in the fucking garage. Or well, I think one of the classic ones would would be like you know a religion religious person versus an atheist debate, and the religious person says, "Well, how did the universe start?" And the atheist says, "Well, you we, know, we don't know. No. I do. God did it, right?" It's like, we'll prove it. Yeah. Right. Or, yeah. So right. anywhere, anywhere. Right somebody, here in Genesis, it says this. Basically, it's the idea that anywhere somebody, anywhere somebody lacks knowledge, your idea fits into there. Yeah. It's, you know, God of the gaps yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, we don't know what caused it, so it must have been a creator God. Right. Which is, which is so weird because the argument from ignorance is essentially saying, I don't know, therefore I know. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pretty ignorant. Weird. It is. <laughs> <laughs> One ignorant, ignorant argument. <laughs> uh, bandwagon. Ah. The basic fallacy of democracy, that popular ideas are necessarily right. Uh, of course, in democracies like American, uh, like America, pop popularity does play a certain degree in determining right. So it's worth keeping in mind that America and most Western democracies are constitutional dem de democracies, which means the political system deliberately checks and balances mob rule with co uh, codified principles that individual lib like individual liberty and equality. Obvious examples of once popular moral and legal positions include race-based slavery, legal cocaine, American women not being allowed to vote until 1920, prohibition, etc. The fallacy example is everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you do it? <laughs> but I'm if they were cool, I of, would. Most of the people I know in Utah are Mormons. Does that yeah. mean I should be a Mormon? But on the same hand, yes. I hate when people are like, well, majority rules. Whoa, on the same hand, even. On the same hand. Not, not the other not hand. Not the other hand. Because that's the same hand as being a bandwagon. But say everybody's like, majority rules. <laughs> a bandwagon. <laughs> hey, don't don't mock how I say wagon. Wagon. <laughs> 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 oh, I love how you both did it at the exact same time. Wigged. <laughs> should we do one more or should we move on? Uh, one more. One more. Uh, begging the question or circular argument. This one has a few examples. Oh. This is basically repeating the claim and never providing support for the premises. Or, in other words, repeating the same argument over and over again. Often dogmatic thinkers don't even realize this is a fallacy. Uh, fallacy example one, gay marriage is just plain wrong. Why? People say shit like that all the time. Yeah. How's that, how is that circular though? Uh, that's where I was waiting for the circular part. How's it going to come around to? Well, maybe because, hmm. Yeah. I guess, I guess if you ask the question, why do you oppose gay marriage or why is gay marriage but, wrong? And they say it's just plain wrong. But then they're including the, 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 question, the conclusion is already in, in the statement. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, drugs are just plain bad is another example. Same thing. Um, I can't believe people eat dog. That's just gross. Why? Uh, because it's a dog, of course. How can someone eat a dog? 
That sounds like an argument you would hear. Yeah, and I would I would agree with that argument. I can't eat a pet. <laughs> don't don't make it your pet first, then. Yeah, but every dog eat I your neighbor's dog. I couldn't even eat his. Eat dad's dog. No, don't no. eat my dog. Oh, don't eat my dog. And then how would I get puppy time every week? <laughs> Gross. He would always be with you. <laughs> only for yeah, like there you go. Only for like twenty four hours, and I'd shit him out. <laughs> <laughs> Does it feel good when my intestines pet you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that that dark. Guy, yeah, I was like, that got dark really quick. <laughs> hey, I didn't provide the example. This thing did. Uh, here's the another example. Obviously, logging causes severe environmental damage. You don't have to be a scientist to see that. Just go out and look at a clear, just go out and look at a clear cut and there it is. No trees. Well, yeah, yeah, obviously. Well, yeah, not giving us any more information other than yeah. what you've already stated, right? Just yeah, including like, including the conclusion in the just in the premise or statement. Yeah, obviously a freshly clear cut forest is is it, it looks like shit, but when they go in and replant it and 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 take care of it, it it looks better. Sure, there actually is. Most places do have laws where if you when you cut do the forestry work where you clear cut an area, you have to replant. Oh, really? Yep. Hmm. And people also don't realize that clear cutting an area also helps with wildland fires because you're getting rid of a lot of getting rid of all a lot, a lot of the dead debris and that kind of stuff. Undergrowth, but the dry undergrowth. Yeah, and- if you don't replant, that's where it's really bad because that's where you get all the washouts of landslides and you get a lot of the eroding of the area and it turns to shit. Because hmm. don't got them roots to hold it all in place. Yeah, but also for the forestry industry, it's like, well, you kind of want more trees to cut down in 50 years, don't you? So fucking replant some. Eventually, you'll cut these down as well. Pretty much. Yeah. Hi, this is Michelle Short. And this is Stu DeHaan. And we're the co-chapter heads of the Satanic Temple in Arizona. You're listening to The Godless Revolution. For cool Satan swag, please visit the website shopsatan.com. And uh, not scorning the, the three delightful children who result, who are everything to me and who are my only chance of even a glimpse of a a second life, let alone an immortal one. And I'll tell you something, if I was told to sacrifice them to prove my devotion to God, if I was told to do what all monotheists are told to do and admire the man who said, yes, I'll gut my kid to show my love of God, I'd say no, fuck you. Thank you to everybody who has rated the show on iTunes and Stitcher and are following us on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. And to all our Patreon patrons, you make the show possible. We have a correction? We do have a correction. What is this correction? So last week when Matt was reading off all of the uh, Mandela effect things, mm-hmm. uh, we got a correction from Dan at the Two Skeptical Chaps. Well, we don't Chaps. have to really say who it was. <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was Dan Morris from the Two Skeptical Chaps sent us a correction to your story. From last week. I think you mean Dr. Morris. Dr. And, Morris. And if they don't demote you for that shit, then. <laughs> well, guess what? You yeah, just... then they're inconsistent. Hey, yeah. Don't forget who has the, the promoting and demoting capability around here. Well, but anyways. Maybe they'll take that away after <laughs> after what your little stunt here. Uh, one of the things was saying that in the movie, uh, Forrest Gump, he does not say mama always says life is like a box of chocolates. That it was said it was just life is like a box of chocolates. But he sent the link to the movie, and apparently in the movie he does say, my mama always said 
life is like a box life of, was like what, what life was like a box of chocolates. Mm-hmm. So yep. that article had it incorrect, and it Mandela'd itself. And if you remember in Forrest Gump, him saying that line, that is what was said in Forrest Gump. So we reported something incorrectly. Yes, we reported that he does not say "Mama always well, says." Well, we reported it correctly, but it was incorrect information. It was incorrect information. Uh, okay. The article. Well, thanks. The article had it wrong. Thank you very much for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. Doctor Morris, promotion down. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I hope it comes with a steep increase in pay. It does. But one hundred percent. He could he could give you the same pay just in euros, and it would be an increase. Ooh. <laughs> uh huh. Did you guys see? Chris Christie. Oh, yeah, just sunbathing and having a good old time with his family on the beach. The beach ball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he is the beach ball. So this fucker, (laughs) New Jersey's government shuts down over budget talks. So the beaches are closed. Public beaches are closed. Unless apparently you are the governor of New Jersey and want to take your entire family out for a day at the beach. Free of the burdensome of your... Free of the burdensome thing of, the of having, yeah, of having to share the beach with regular people. Hmm. You can just shut down the whole government, go to your own private beach now, and now, apparently be and and even turn away people the, who, you know, regular the regular people who want to come the, out to uh, the beach. Oh, I mean the citizens you serve that would have paid money to go to that beach while you're shutting the government down because of lack of funds. Right. Okay. If you're the governor, you still get to go to the beach okay. with your whole family. So, if you're a citizen who pays your taxes and votes, yeah, no, you don't get to do that. Apparently, I mean, but it does just make complete sense to shut down the government on the week where the government probably makes a good chunk of money off of tourists and people going to state parks to use those amenities. Yeah, this this guy, I think, has just ruined his political career. If, oh. if it wasn't ruined by hitching his tank to donald trump it it was ruined months ago yeah there's 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 no hope for him anymore didn't you say his numbers are yeah he was it was low 20s high teens i remember looking at and they said it's it's like the lowest rating for a political person in a very very long time (laughs) the other one was dead and this man is not (laughs) yeah it's that's just fucking shitty yeah, well, I, I just, like I said, I can't believe that he well, takes the whole family up for a day at the beach. Well, not only that, but lying about it. Because he went, he came into work later on that day after these beach photos were taken. Uh, he uh, went into work and one of the reporters said, so did you get some sun today? And he said, oh, no, I didn't get any sun today. And then the then these photos came out and his one of his people said, well, he didn't get any sun. He had a baseball cap on. So... It's like, yeah, but he was on a closed beach. What about his big fat fucking thighs? They're in the sun. I can see it. The governor was on the beach briefly. He did not get any sun, Mr. Murray added. Yeah. That's his spokesman, Brian Murray. Is that Sean Spicer's cousin? (laughs) (laughs) He had a baseball hat on. Therefore, he got no no sun. sun. Yeah. That does do you uh, guys have any idea what size of baseball hat that would have to be to keep Chris Christie out of the sun? That's actually one of those ones you get down in like Mexico that usually goes around your whole head and like it, it shades your shoulders a and sombrero? everything. Sombrero, sombrero, that's what they're called. <laughs> I mean, he's probably 
solely the reason why Earth's rotation is slowing. <laughs> Every time we come around the sun, those two masses. <laughs> but but the Earth is flat. Well, and ordinarily, but it rotates. ordinarily he doesn't oh. go to the beach because then all the water starts creeping in. <laughs> he, he has to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck just that guy. Though. Automatically high tide when he shows up. I just, I, can you imagine being living in New Jersey? Have to deal with wanting to take your family out for a day at the beach. You get there and you find out the beach is closed. Closed. And then you see that later on, he's been there. The governor has been sitting out there with his family, got the whole beach to himself with the family. Man, I would be pissed. Yeah. His own private beach. Hi, this is Yvette Dontremont, aka the Cybabe, and you're listening to Godless Revolution. You can find me at cybabe.com, at my Twitter account at the Cybabe. And if you've hunt really hard, you can find me at Pornhub. I dare you. Okay, we say we came across this murder site, and we're just cleaning it up. Who cleans up murder sites? I don't know. We're Mormons. Mormons don't clean up murder sites. Mormons are helpful. If you have questions, comments, concerns, compliments, corrections, criticisms, or concepts for content, contact the show via email at godlessrevolution at gmail.com, by text or voicemail at 330-81-REBEL, or Twitter the twatter at TGR Podcast. Thank you! I got a fun way to end. Okay. What I is just it? have these quick little headlines that I pulled that aren't related to... Stories? The show really at all, just like weird news items that I just grabbed a couple that we can whip through really quick. Okay. Uh, UFC fighter Justine Kish, who pooped herself, gets sponsor offers for butt wipes. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe they pay well. (laughs) I'm sure they probably do. She could use them. It's 2017, and there are still people who think you can trust online users with the sacred task of choosing a name. Ohio's Bureau of Motor Vehicles created a new mascot and then went onto social media to ask for help, giving it a moniker. Quote, only appropriate names will be considered, close quote, the agency warned. As if that's ever made a difference. Needless no to, McBoatface. Needless I, to I say, Platy McPlateface is already the clear <laughs> favorite on Twitter. Yes. Uh, lactose intolerant man creams Starbucks in Facebook post written on toilet. What? That sounds disturbing. <laughs> I didn't know Facebook came on toilets now. Yeah, it does. And this is his quote. This is the second time I ordered a venti iced coffee with soy milk this month where the soy milk request was ignored and regular milk was instead used. I've pooped 11 times since this morning. (laughs) My bottom hurts from all the wiping. Do you think I enjoy soy milk? Does anyone enjoy soy milk? Really? I don't order soy milk because I'm bored and want my drink order to sound fancy. I order soy milk. So that my bottom doesn't blast fire for four hours. <laughs> I'm not a Charmander. <laughs> Thank you for listening to my rant. P.S. I'm writing this from the comfort of my toilet. There we go. That poor guy. We've all been there. Yeah. Um, losing your subway card or bus ticket is one of the most frustrating things that can happen on your way to work. But Meow Ludo Disco Gamma Meow Meow has figured out a way to prevent that. <laughs> He's embedded his transit pass in his hand. Ooh. Meow Meow, a bio- biohacker from Sydney. Is, is he also a cat? Had the near, had the near field communication chip from an Opal card cut down, encased in biocompatible plastic and inserted into his body just beneath the skin of his left hand. Hmm. I've heard about a lot of people doing this kind of thing. 
That name again, if you were wondering, is Meow Ludo. <laughs> I was going to ask. Meow Ludo Disco Gamma Meow Meow. Disco Gamma Meow Meow. He must be a hoot Best at parties. Best name ever. <laughs> yep. Those are those headlines. Can you imagine having to write that out for your signature? Right. On I, well, whatever you're signing. When he goes to uh, Platy McPlaterson to get his driver's <laughs> license and shit, I wonder how- For his Bodie McBoface. face. <laughs> yeah. I wonder how that'll even fit on the fucking- card he probably just signs it with whiskers oh uh, <laughs> i hope he doesn't play a sport either it needs a name in the back of a jersey oh well that about wraps it up for us i'm tired mm-hmm. oh. such low energy you did you did just get done partying for a few days and drove three and a half hours back yeah right it was a lot of partying too much partying probably um but we're gonna move over to the Porsche. Pier- the portion Patreon of the portion, portions and of the Fortune Five Hundreds. Uh huh. <laughs> We're now going to move to the Patreon portion of the show. Yeah. And so this is where we bid all of you a fond farewell who are not Patreon members. Are we going to read our list of Patreon members? Yes, we got was, some new ones. I was going to say before we do that, I want to be sure that we thank our Patreon supporters. We we picked up. Another couple this week. Yeah. Uh, one of, one of which I received a post on my Facebook <laughs> timeline. Actually, let me, let me pull that up. Fill some airtime. Cause, uh, we, we love all of our Patreon members and our Facebook people and, and all of our friends in general. You're all a really nice group of people and we love getting all your news and medias. And don't forget, if you go and leave us a review on, on, on iTunes right now and give us a really good review and then send us a copy of that review. Dan's going to give you an awesome gift if you are chosen from our random choosing of people who leave us reviews. Yeah. So go out and do that, people. I explained that really well. I think I'll, I think I'll probably oh. have a, have a thing that I'll play oh, earlier yeah. in the show too, like a little drop. Okay. Like I edited our thing last Yeah. Week. I yeah. forgot we were going to do that. It's nice. <laughs> <laughs> but out on my Facebook timeline, Dr. Daniel Morris made a post that says, so just to be clear, you rate, you read, well, maybe I should do this a little posh. So, just to be clear, <laughs> you read out the name of every patron as it appears in in Patreon every episode, right? <laughs> and I didn't get why you posted that on your wall until about two hours ago. I wondered about it until I went and looked at our list of Patreon patrons and discovered that one of our new patrons is Dr. Dan, Matt's boss from the 2SC podcast, to whom we pledge loyalty. Wait yes. a minute. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't look right. That is that is that's, the username. Yeah, that's what was sent for the username. Uh-huh. And that's what we read off. Is that meant to be the two skeptical chaps podcast? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's just, that's their abbreviation. That's just the part that didn't look right right oh, to me. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, <laughs> this, this week we also picked up uh, new Patreon patron, Janet Uter. I hope I'm pronouncing okay. that right. If not, let me know. I'm probably crucifying it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I also want to thank our other Patreon subscribers, Stephen Andrus, Mo Calbell, Jefferson Montoya, Christy Kalbach, Andrew Vodapich, Let Them Eat Kofefe, <laughs> Wes Aaron, Utah Outcast, Sandy Faulkner, Angelica Pearson, Jeremy Goodson, Brandy Hamrick, Taylor Grin, Grant Larimer, Savitakuna, and the Gaytheist, Aaron Burton. Thank you all so, so much. Thank we you. We greatly appreciate every single one of you. A whole lot. 
We do. That's true. All right. Well, we will talk to you next week. And so, until then, crucify that like button. Leave a review to achieve nirvana. As always, rate the show five times a day toward Mecca. Brothers and sisters, have you heard the news? The storm has lifted and there's nothing to lose. So swap your confirmation for your dancing shoes because there never was no God. Step out of the darkness and onto the streets. Forget about the fast, let's have a carnival feast. Raise up your lowered head and hear the liberation beat because there never was no God. And there is no God So clap your hands together There is no God No heaven and no hell But there is no God We're all in this together There is no Until we die, until we restitute the meek Not blaming all our failings on imaginary beasts Because the devil was no god The fighting of a land your distant fathers told you of Not spilling love for those who never spread a drop of love The finger pointing justified by phantoms up above Because the devil was no god
I was told I'd read it's good. <laughs> it was just the one time I remember when Dan couldn't read it and you took over for him. Well, and that, <laughs> and that time you did pretty good actually. But but, but there have been a few times where I, I take over and it's like I get to that like a a, a name and I'm like fuck that name, <laughs> yeah. fuck that name. I was doing so well. Never drink alcohol if you've if if you've recently. Never mind. Jesus, cut that out. <laughs> All right, fine. Maybe my maybe my tongue is not quite working right tonight. <laughs>